Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. Oh, look at that. I knew something about a punk band. Just some old fat drunk dudes jumping up and down. (laughs) This tree just planted itself right on top of the cement. I did watch a YouTube video today. My dad mashed potatoed of Chris Grava. Aaron doesn't know who Chris (laughs) Grava is. It's so good. That's great. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, listeners? Welcome back to The Punk Tree. Um, I'm Jesse. I'm here with uh, Mike and Aaron. We've all got beverage in hand, so uh, as you introduce yourself, why don't you also uh, mention what you've got there? Oh, fantastic idea, Jesse. Oh, I am drinking a... um, I don't remember the name of the beer, but it's a Hoppy Double Red made by uh, Smog City. What Very is good. in your glass, Mike? Your glass is a lot shorter. Mine's shorter. It's a little clanky. It's a little clanky, clanky. roundy. Uh, I'm having I'm having an old fashioned. I like to make I like beer a lot, but I also like an old fashioned now and then and again. Uh, and so this is a very simple old fashioned. My friends seem to like it when I make it. Oh, and, dude, it's uh, very good. I use rye like the old school, and very very simple. My my couple of tricks but one of my tricks is i just use about one quarter of the sugar of what a lot of recipes ask for i like light sugar. oh yeah most old yeah, fashions are much. way too sweet mm-hmm. it doesn't need much yeah just a, just a and tick. i've got and i've got um an alpine nelson oh alpine that's beer. a solid one home of pure hoppiness and alpine nelson is just solid it's yeah that's flawless. one of my first loves in 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 craft beerness was was nelson right here from san diego well, Delicious. anyways, um, what uh, what have you been listening to uh, lately, you guys? It hasn't been that long since we talked, but I've actually got a few things that, that I've been listening to that uh, were a little newer. But how about you guys first? Sure. Um, I'll go first. This is Mike. And uh, so I've, I've had like a growing issue with vinyl for a long time. And... Uh, maybe it's like genetic cause my dad, um, my dad after high school actually took a year off and he basically played rock and roll music and bought records, um, before he did some college stuff. Um, and I kind of am doing the opposite. I'm like way older and I did too much college and career. And now I'm just blowing all of my family's money on pieces of plastic that spin around in circles in my living room. Um, so I've been going through a bunch of that stuff. Um, but one thing that I just ordered, I was very excited about it when I saw it uh, because it's fairly hard to get and it's only ever come out in very limited runs is I bought the four LP set from right away. Great captain. And it was like a limited run. It's going to go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. Like Eastern time. And I set an alarm and I was uh, I was in the morning pee-pee ordering it as fast as I could. Um, and so I'm not going to get that for like a month. What's the morning pee-pee at 10? Uh, well, it was 10 Eastern. So it was like 7 a.m. Oh. So I was like, oh, like, I, you know, I, mean, I had to go pee. And I was like, oh, what do I, but I got to get this record. It's like time's going to run out. I need these records. Um, anyway, so those don't come for like a month or more. But I have been listening to um, some right away great captain Um Oh no, I tried is one of my favorite tracks. It's like a track about just trying and, and forgiving yourself for things not being um, 
perfect. And you hadn't. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. You had me over here thinking that uh, that you either one like sleep in like a pro, or just can hold it for a long time in the morning. And I was about to be very impressed. Yeah, because uh, ten a.m. that means you've got like two cups of coffee in you and probably some it's water. It's ten and... Eastern. That's seven a.m. And I do. Yeah, but you didn't specify about, that first, Mike. I was about to be impressed. Right, it's 10 a.m. Eastern. I think I said that. I think I did. Maybe I didn't. I don't, I don't, I don't remember think that. I've ever, I don't think I've ever held the bladder until 10 a.m. Zero times. No. I no, challenge you to do not. it tomorrow. Yeah. Not a chance. But you can't. Not a chance. Um, so anyway. Also. That's what I've been listening to. Right Away Great Captain is the solo project of Andy Hull, the, the front man, lead singer of Manchester Orchestra, who we've talked about before on the show. Um, it's just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful songwriting. Um, and so you should check it out. I'm going to pick the next person to share, hmm. and I'm going to go back to our kickoff, which was with Jesse. So what's cool. been up, Jesse? Um, just the way I've been listening to music is a little odd. Like, I haven't been putting it on my phone or on the stereo in the living room, a little in the car, but, like, in general, I've been playing it from this uh, uh, iMac that I have right here. And um, and I, I don't even have my library on it. I've been having to get music off of y- just playing YouTube stuff. And I've only been doing it because it's so convenient just to put it there and then not have to have the interface anywhere on the computer I'm actually using. But um, there on YouTube, I've been going through like albums that I know I like to listen to. Um, and one of the main ones that I have been listening to kind of on repeat is a new record by a band called um, Acceptance. I've talked about them before. They put out a record in like 2005 that had a little bit, well, I wouldn't say a little bit of success. They were a pretty big band in the scene. Yeah. Sort of one of those bands that just was like a year late before music started just really getting too downloaded. (laughs) Um, But anyways, they put out a record uh, just a few months ago. Uh, Was it that long? Yeah, but a few months ago, a new record. Um, They actually signed on to Tooth & Nail Records for this most recent album. And um, it's a lot more, like, uh, poppy than I know you guys would prefer, but um, I like it. There's a lot of pretty catchy songs, a few that are just a little ballady, pretty stuff. So that's uh, Acceptance. And the album is called Wild Free. Yeah. I gave it a chance. I did give it a chance. I did not hate it. I just, you know, it's not my my thing. yeah, I actually liked it um, a little less my first time listening to it. The very first two or three songs actually are like my least favorite ones on the album. So once I got through those, pretty much everything after that I liked more than the first few songs. And I agree, the first two especially turned me off more so than, than the ones I ended up liking more. Like there's a song called um, Release and Let Go that I super liked. A super slow song called Bend the Light. Just a great song called Wildfires. It's pretty cool. But that, that's just something I'm into. I just also thought it was cool that uh, they landed on Tooth & Nail, just pretty much my favorite label.
What's uh what have you been going uh in the ear holes, Aaron? That's My how you holes? ask that that's how you ask that question. Like Shinshi yeah, Shinshi? What have you been going in the ear holes? I believe um, the exact phrasing I said. I have been going in my ear holes. Uh, a lot of barrier dead. Um, you know, when I work out or like I've been making. I don't think my family listens to this, so I can say this. But I've been making cutting boards for uh, family members for Christmas. And so <laughs> while I, uh, you know, while I'm gluing those together, I'll just pop on barrier dead and uh that might sound weird to people because barrier dead is a i think the best way to describe them is brutal um they're one of those bands that is just like they kind of play their guitars like chainsaws (laughs) you might say um or battle axes that's better battle axes um so it may not make sense to some people that i'm like doing something where i have to focus but I don't know, for some reason, like, really heavy, like, metal with, like, these really thick breakdowns kind of makes me focus and, like, calm down. Like, even yeah. if I uh, get an airplane, um, it's metal all the way. Yep. Like, the hardest stuff that I can, that I've got on my iPod or iPhone or whatever. It's like, um, it's like counterintuitive, but I've, I've got is. that same experience. Yeah, well, speaking of metal, I think it's also maybe... Damn it, I was going to do this. I hate Like, I I think it's prudent of us. I want to use the word prudent. I love that. Uh, I think one of the greatest metal songs ever, ever written uh, just came out in the last uh, couple weeks. I don't know what day it came out, but recently. I don't know if we... Maybe we should... We should totally put it on. I know exactly what you're talking about. How many times have you been blasted with this song? Meaning, like... A friend, I, I know that I have like someone sending me the YouTube link saying, like, ah, I know you would love this. This is totally right up your alley. Talk about this. Talk about this on your show. Not as much as you, because I don't think that I have as I don't have a ton of friends who are metal people. And I'm not. I, I have a lot of friends who are not super into like social, like Facebook, especially. Yeah. And so, well, okay. you know. Well, what, well, what's what's this metal song? The best metal song ever just came out. Um, so, <laughs> who's the vocalist? I, well, there's there's <laughs> that's the best. I execute judgment on you, COVID nineteen. Oh. oh man, my headphones flew off. That was so good. Um, <laughs> the 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 vocalist, the lead singer of this band, is a pretty famous um, a famous frontman. I execute judgment on you, oh. Satan. Uh. Very well-known televangelist. Uh, I, I think it's called the Prosperity Gospel is what this guy was super into. And I, and I remember him from when I was a kid. His name is Kenneth Copeland. I demand, I demand, I demand a vaccination to come immediately. Um, and it, like maybe we all remember him from our, when we were a kid because he was on TV. And I grew up, we only had like two or three, depending on what year it was or whatever, English speaking channels like where I grew up and the fact that like I know Kenneth Copeland means like he must have been pretty 
like ubiquitously on television. So I assume you guys saw him as well when you were. Yeah. Anyways, so so this track you're talking about uh, is Kenneth Copeland giving a speech. It seems like he's a speech. A- oh, oh, he's it's giving a very. A, it's beyond a speech, dude. Prayer. Like it's during. Is it was it on election day or some sometime? No. Oh, I actually looked this up because I was interested um, for a couple reasons, but that. <laughs> prayer that he did was actually on august 29th oh okay it was longer ago than i realized yeah and the we should talk about the topic of this prayer that became a metal anthem okay so primarily this prayer is is a prayer in which he is demanding that god eradicate covid you will destroy through covid19 i think execute the the Execute. COVID is executed. Well, he executes well, judgment. Obviously you on can't. Oh, that's right. He executes, executes judgment. judgment. That's right. I'm yeah. sorry. Which is super metal. Yeah. But the date I thought was interesting because he said this prayer on August 29th and COVID is still around. So <laughs> either he's not praying hard enough, which I highly doubt. He prayed oh, hard. Praying he was praying hard. hard. It no more. Is Finished. Finished. Uh, I mean, for it to be he had a hype man uh, behind him that was like, "Whoa, this dude's praying hard!" Like, yeah. get it, Kenny. Get I, it, Kenny. Kenny, see. It is over. But I think the uh, the more um, the better explanation is that God recognizes that He is full of shit, like the rest <laughs> of us do. So, so God declared judgment on Kenneth Copeland. Yep, God has not yet provided an eradication of it because of Kenneth Copeland. He's like, well, I can't, yeah. I can't do it now that Kenneth Copeland said that you guys are going to yeah. credit him. And the United States of America is healed. Okay, so if I can, if I can, and this is this is Mike who's going to declare this. I am going to speak for the punk tree, and uh, the punk tree speaking prophetically. All right, this is the most blasphemous thing. The punk tree prophetically is going to declare that um, it's Kenneth Copeland's fault. He made God angry, and that's why we still have COVID-19. You will destroy. In the name of the flying spaghetti monster, (laughs) I execute judgment on Kenneth Copeland. Also, COVID-19 sounds like a metal band name. It does. Yeah, you know, does. also, we haven't really talked about what the song was. And Kenneth Copeland prayed this dramatic prayer that was caught on live TV. And Andre Antunes, uh, who's an incredible guitarist, took that video and just turned it into an amazing metal song. And the way Kenneth Copeland says his prayer just fits Perfectly into a metal exercise judgment right now because we in the name of Jesus. Standing in the office of the prophet of God, I execute judgment on you, COVID 19. I execute judgment on you, Satan. You destroyer, you killer, you get out, you break your power.
fantastic. Well, I'm assuming that we're coming back from um, a clip of the song right now. Yep. So I'm really excited, guys. It has been it's been too long. Um, we kind of started off uh, what, what we're going to get back into, um, sharing some of our favorite records. Um, and, and our kind of like timeline got disrupted uh, for really, really good reasons. Very um, good reasons. Yeah. So along the way, we, we kind of meant to hammer out um, our top 10 albums sequentially or at least closer to being sequential in the episode list. Um, but some other things came up and some, some new friends and some, some, some really cool artists, um, spent some time with us and that's been really great. Uh, but we wanted to get this in before we depart 2020. Um, we wanted to kind of tie this one. And so, um, we're going to get back into it. We're going to jump back into some of our favorite records. Yeah, this'll, this'll be the 2020 Punk Tree Season 1 wrap episode, most likely. So, so yeah, we got to wrap Probably. up the top 10. I don't remember what order we were going in, but I know we were just doing like a circular thing. Each one of us did a record, and we talked about it, and then... Totally. So who wants to go first? Anybody want to jump at it? I will be unselfish this time and volunteer to go first. Fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. And I kind of think that I won't be the only one going first because I'd imagine that there's some crossover here. Okay. Because this this is the seventh on my list. And remember, I did this in alphabetical order, so it has nothing to do with how good I think these records are relative to the other records on my eight. Yeah, number this eight. has to be number eight. It has to be number eight because we're right. doing eight, nine, I'm ten. sorry, because we got three more. I was doing math. Math is I, so hard. I know. Yeah. I'm more of a science guy, and you don't do math in science. Um, <laughs> Did you do like data um, analysis for a career there? Maybe that's why. Never mind. Um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> my next pick for uh, uh, my top 10 favorite albums of the last decade is Palms by Thrice. Mm-hmm. Has that one been talked about yet? I don't believe so. No. Oh. I don't believe so. Um, I was waiting for someone to say, yeah, me too, but no. Oh, no. Those are, those are those are top secret, man. We haven't been revealed. You have to listen for at least 26 more minutes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can't wait that long. Anyways, um, this is Thrice's latest album, and uh, it is a little bit different from what they've done previously. Uh, but lyrically, I think that is why um, I really latched onto this one because their album previous to this, To Be Everywhere Is To Be Nowhere, is a little more aggressive. And so like, like my wife is always perplexed why I don't like that one as much as Palms because I do typically like more aggressive music. But Palms lyrically just really speaks to me because it kind of is all about well the uh one of their big songs there lean into the gray right i'm learning how to lean into the gray yeah is really about like being comfortable with not knowing things and not having black and white answers
you know, and uh, in my sort of, uh, I hate to use this term, but I don't have a better term. So I'm just going to say faith journey. Um, if you guys have a better term, please insert it here. No, I want to leave you feeling it. uncomfortable. Oh my gosh. So I guess that's part of it too, right? Learning to be uncomfortable. Anyways, you know, um, I've had to come to realize that there are things that we just don't know and won't know. And, uh, you know, have to come to be comfortable with that. And that's a lot of what this album is about. Um, you know, one song in particular, which I've talked with Mike quite a bit about is, um, beyond the pines. Um, and I think my favorite line from that or favorite set of lines is uh, far beyond those walls, gleaming black and white, further than our falls, schemes of wrong and right, is a field where we can walk, leaving our names behind. Far beyond those walls, gleaming black and white, further than our falls, schemes of wrong and right, to feel where we can walk, leaving all our names behind. I'll meet you there. You know, first of all, like that further than our fall schemes of running, right? Like we have so many ideas about what is wrong and what is right. And most of them are um, human constructs, things that we have just decided with no real basis for them. They're just what suits us best, you know, and there's going to be a time when those are just not, we, we realize it's all BS, right? And then the last line in that, leaving all our names behind, I love that because it talks about um, ditching our identities and that kind, well, that's what it, it sounds like to me. And maybe Mike, you can help me hash this out a little bit, but ditching our identities and, um, you know, names, that's something that were given to us, but we sort of grow into that we like make to be our own, right? We, we kind of construct ourselves, you know, this image that we want people to see. And, uh, you know, there, there'll come a time when we leave all that behind and like all of it is stripped away and what's left is just the purity of what we actually should be. Yeah. I, I thought there is just, there's something super personal about that entire album i think beyond the pines is the best identifier of it for me just uh, i'll just say this this was album 11 for me so it it just missed by one Mm. um and i and 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 it might grow and and it's growing on me even more over time but that that idea that there is a journey toward a destination that is the ultimate in personal understanding uh you know the achieved state is what like other faith systems might call it um right. nir- nirvana, nirvana whatever yeah um but to but thinking about it in terms of a communal space as well is really interesting to me because that's yeah. the greatest pain i'm feeling in my life right now is that the shedding of 
who we say, and I, I think identity is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's super important that we have affinity with others who are similar to us. I think it's important that we name the differences we have with people who are around us, but that's all part of the journey toward that other place. And when we get right. to that place, we might not need it anymore. <clears throat> and it's, it's a challenge sometimes to have people you're very, very close to who want to hang on to bits and pieces, these identifiers, these things we claim so they gripped so tightly, <clears throat> almost like, and I have this image in my mind of holding onto something so tight that's so significant to us that as we're trying to get through those pines, it's literally blocking us from being able to pull ourselves through the trees. And if we would just let go of some of it, we could travel toward that destination, but it's hanging, it's holding us back. And <clears throat> I, I know, I know we've, all three of us have talked about that in the last few years of just people we're close to <clears throat> people we care about deeply and just not like wanting to go there. And it's a challenge. So. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like this record as well. And beyond the pines was one of my favorite tracks off of it. Aaron, I even got sort of obsessed with it for a pretty, pretty big chunk of time. And I really tried to dig into a lot of what um, Dustin was talking about when he, when he wrote it, like what he really meant behind it, what was inspiring it. And I actually, it wasn't too hard to get kind of deep into some of it because there was actually an episode of his own podcast, which is called carry the fire where he was talking with um, Aaron Weiss, who's the singer of me without you. And they came to kind of realize that they each have a song off their most recent records that was inspired by the same poem. And for thrice, it was this song beyond the pines. Um, And um, me without you has a song called Julia, or holy to the Lord on the bells of horses. It's a super kind of weird long song name, but both songs are sort of inspired uh, by a really specific poem um, by Rumi, who was an Islamic scholar and like Sufi mystic in like the like the twelfth, thirteenth century. And um, they go really, they talk quite a bit about it in this podcast episode where where Dustin has um, Aaron Weiss on as a guest, and uh, it was just really cool to like get straight from him like yeah that is absolutely an inspiration um and some of the lines from the poem that really match uh the lyrics are he says um out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and right doing there's a field i'll meet you there that's just one line it's just like oh clearly when (laughs) when they say they've got matching uh matching uh inspirations for their songs uh and that's pretty much directly some of the lyrics. I will meet you there. Beyond the pines, templed in twilight or dawn, the light in easy air, tracing the lines on our paws. <clears throat> that reminds yeah. me so much of um, the song Down There by the Train, the Tom Waits song, which is was introduced to me by Dustin Kinsrew, uh, mm-hmm. an acoustic show he did. Um, 
and I still play that song all the time. I played it the other day um, on like Facebook Live because <laughs> it's just I think it speaks to that like where there's no wrong and no right, I'll meet you there. There's space for everyone. Let's go. So anyway, go ahead, Jesse. Yeah, but anyways, uh, it was a really great episode to hear those two talking about those inspirations, and I ended up, of course, needing to dig in and finding out other cool uh, roomy poems, and and I don't know, I, I like it. Some of that, some of that Eastern uh, stuff, including like Islam, that like I sort of grew up in an evangelical church that just says like you can't even listen to that stuff, and I don't know. I think that it's beautiful, and and there's a lot of good in it. But moving on to, to my next record, this will be number eight for me. And remember, I'm just purely going chronologically by release date. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is a 2017 album um, called White Noise by Noah Gunderson. Um, Fantastic, man. There's, there's, uh, it's just, it's really a masterpiece of an album. Um, and it's not just the songwriting or the instrumentation. It's just the entire production is, it's like, perfect (laughs) like everything sounds exactly at the right level your audio frequencies that you you want you want the right amount of low end and high end and you want dynamics and everything across every single song on this record is just perfect in that way um a few of my favorite songs are uh, the sound there's a song called heavy metals that just has this awesome transition with this drum part that builds and pushes the song into a completely fresh place that's really cool. Another favorite track. I really like the song at the end called Send the Rain to Everyone. It's just gorgeous. Um, Noah Gunderson is just a, a solid songwriter, and he's got a voice that works <laughs> perfectly for, for, what he's, for what he's putting down. There's some songs on here that are a little bit slower and chill. There's a few that kind of move, and there's even some heaviness to it, even though there's not like big driving guitars that I'm normally into, but... Anyways, this was just an album that I was super obsessed with a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like it's there's the amount of passion in his records. And I even like his newer stuff, too. Are, it's just amazing. Um, it, it's, it's so intentional. Like, everything about it is so intentional. Yeah. According to my iTunes library, I listened to it uh, 42 times. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the whole awesome. record. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess it's my turn. Yeah, it is. It is your eighth. All right. So my eighth, um, I'm going to go with the Thrice record as well. I think we've mentioned it before. Um, And that is 
to be everywhere is to be nowhere. Um, from Thrice, uh, taken from some words from Seneca, the philosopher and Stoic. Uh, this album, uh, there's I think there's two huge reasons um, that it's big for me. One is Thrice came back. Um, yeah. Thrice returned uh, from a hiatus, a potential kind of breakup, a pretty long hiatus. Um, and that uh, was like devastating for me <laughs> when they went away. Um, and so the return not only was awesome that they're coming back, but the song Hurricane at the top of the record with baritone guitars blazing. And the sneak peek was this this riff from that song. That's what I was just gonna say. That's what I was just gonna say. I remember the first time when they were like, uh, we're back and like it was a, little a teaser. 10 second, a yeah. little 10, 10 to fifteen second teaser dropped on on the social medias, and it was just that hurricane riff. And I, the only thing I could say is, um, I did the um, huge eyes, open mouth emoji, like right, right. And for me, is is really interesting because you know I've been a teacher uh, since 2004, and right around 2015 when this record was was coming, um, I really started uh, my career started to shift a bit and I, and I started um, traveling a lot for work and, and still doing stuff in education. But uh, Jesse, especially Aaron too, can tell you <laughs> I was on the road a lot. Um, and there were, there was like, you know, a couple of years in there where I was maybe taking like 20 plane flights. Yeah. You have, you, you were going to places that had like zero degrees. One time I was a negative 52 degrees in Ooh. Minot, North Dakota. I've been to Iceland and didn't even get close to that. <laughs> and and the work I was doing was cool. Like it's 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 great to work with, you know, states, like state departments of education. It's really cool to help people design schools and I do a lot of stuff like helping principals um kind of design or redesign their schools. And that was great, but it was also a total grind to be on the road and there there's actually this very very memorable little window of time a couple of years ago, 2 years ago actually. Um I it was three years ago, two or three years ago. It was in December right now. I got asked to go to China, which was like that's super cool to go to China. And I was uh, asked to come and speak at uh, an event in China, and so I went. And I was there for like eight days or nine days or something like that, speaking and leading some workshops and things. Um, and I came home, and the next day I flew to Virginia for four days. And it was insane feeling. I don't like flying. I don't love travel. I don't have the travel bug. And I have nothing against people who do. But it was just a grind. And this album during that December was just brutal for me. Because those words, to be everywhere is to be nowhere, were like the most convicting thing for me. Um, and there's the album's all over the place in terms of reconciling the songwriter, Dustin Kinzer, the other guys in the band and having gone through death in their families, having 
trying to reconcile how their own worldviews are are in are in conflict with themselves. Um, trying to reconcile uh, an America that was uh, obsessed with uh, re-engaging, it seemed, in the Middle East for oil and um, not able to help navigate a world with ISIS and Russian power struggles and other things. Um, and so that uh, the way I see the album, and it's only my take, is like all of this stuff, like blood on the sand and death from above and these like strong images are a backdrop for me in the record. They're kind of the setting for an album that is a whole bunch about love songs and trying to navigate love for the people you're closest to, your family, your wife, your child, your husband, whatever it is, um, and how to like hold that dearly in the midst of something that's insane which life is kind of an insane thing and hurricane like nails that beyond anything just like in all of this (laughs) like how do we find our space where we can be safe together and be held and the fact that that's happening with booming baritone guitars around it is just this immaculate wonderful piece of art for me that's fantastic but but real quick um aaron did to be ever wish to be nor make your top 10 it did not. I like okay. that album. Yeah, I, def- um, I definitely do too. And it did. Ma- it did make my top ten. And you just mentioned it. And I was trying to remember if it made your list, but Palms did. And that that's cool. I just thought if there was going to be one that made all three, I thought that one had the best. It best it didn't shot. make yours because you didn't abandon your family like I did, Aaron. Um, what? <laughs> that's yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> All right. Well, Aaron, we're up to you again. Why don't you take us on another uh, another trip? Okay. My ninth pick is Watchers of Rule by Unearth. Uh, this is a solid metal band from Massachusetts that's been going strong since uh, the early 2000s. Um, and I've been listening to them since the early 2000s. Um, and this album was a bit of a departure from the kind of traditional unearth sound they got a little more technical and a lot more shreddy i think uh they upped the solo number on this album by like 700 percent or something ridiculous about like that <laughs> um, so they just got like like way way more technical in this album um, which is great i think some people didn't like it it didn't have a lot of the like chugging guitars that they did in previous albums. Um, and just some of the elements that were like very signature unearth uh, weren't quite as prominent in this one, but I really, really liked it. Um, and this album, well, another reason why I love this album is because it's all about, uh, or mostly about, um, that's where I'm looking for. Going against authority. It's anti-authority. As we've established in this uh, podcast, sorry, uh, that I love anti-authority things. Um, So one of my, one song that I really like 
is called The Swarm. Some of the lyrics are, now beckoned our sentence, bring the kingdom to its knees. We set fire to the reins. Uh, I really like that idea of setting yourself free and um, unshackling yourself from, you know, the systems in these lives and like the things that hold us back. That's great. I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah. I think one thing about metal, like, because I'm probably the least metal of the three of us. I think really? I am. I think so. No, I put... I put Noah Gunderson on my list, and I also had uh, the 1975. Uh, yeah, but like your dad was in a metal band. <laughs> All right, fine. You also did have the Devil Wears Prada on your list. This is true, That's and true. there's another, and there's another one coming. So yeah, yeah, I don't think I'm too metal, but one thing I wonder is if I, act, and you probably know this too, like I'm a lyrics guy, and so I think if I actually read metal lyrics as I was taking in a, a track or a record or album or whatever, I, I might grow in my appreciation if I did that. All right. Well, I'll move on to something that is not metal at all because just in the last decade, uh, it was more like even the last five years, I've been getting into some stuff that's much less typical for what, for what I was into. Other than the fact that I've kind of always been like emo pop punk, that's always been something that, that I, I have listened to. However, um, just even more recently, I've gotten into like the alternative pop sort of a stuff, sort of. So this this next record that, that is on my list, number nine, it actually was one of the easiest to put in my top ten. Like when I was making my top ten, I basically was able to write down, you know, these ones are going to make it. It got hard after five. These, I had five albums that were definitely in and then like narrowing down the last 20 into five more was much, much tougher. But this next one actually was one of the easier ones. And it is just, it's a, um, a self-titled record by another band that um, recently signed on to, Sol, uh, not Solid State, uh, Tooth and Nail uh, Records, which has historically been a super punk label, but uh, way not so much now. But the, uh, the, the album is called, it's a self-titled album by a band called Loyals. <laughs> I just really love it. It uh, It is a super fun record. It is very catchy and poppy, but most songs are still very guitar-driven, and like every song has fun stuff stuff going on in the guitars, which is sort of what helps, helps me still love it. Like, like um, there's, uh, there's just a few songs that are just straight, like, man, I, I can't, you would, you would probably hate how pop it is. I'm not trying. <laughs> not trying to talk crap on, on, on the album. I already how pop it is. Yeah, you already do hate how pop it is, even though you've literally never had to listen to it. Correct. But uh, I mean, there's there's a song called like uh, "Mind Up" that's super pop, and "Heart Stopper" oh, that's that's super pop, and "To the Top" is super pop. 
Um, oh, but um, just the title on that one got me. You can tell. I cringed a little bit. And and um, there's sometimes where more more deep lyrically things or or things that are like important themes of of redemption and love and relationships are important to me in song lyrics. This doesn't have a ton of that. <laughs> it doesn't even have the redeeming value of that. <laughs> Jesse's making hey. a face, just like yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yet, there's just something about it that's just. It was so fun that I just couldn't stop listening, and and sometimes that's okay for for my for my um, listening to. So Jesse, you texted us that you were going to mention a particular album. Would would you be willing to read that text that you wrote to us? Was this the album, by the way? No. Oh what? my god! Okay, never there's mind. another one worse. <laughs> I can't wait. Never mind. I can't wait. I'm not going to read it. Why don't you read what I sent? Okay, Jesse just texted us. As we were preparing for this episode, and he said, I have to talk about an album that's going to mess your whole shit up. And then Aaron said, bring it. And then Jesse said, it's going to wreck the entire shit out of your whole shit. <laughs> See, well, when he said I that, I assumed he was going to like bring out something just more brutal than I could even imagine. Yes, that's what like, it is. Maybe bring out... Cannibal Corpse or Cattle Decapitation. I mentioned Loyals, but Mike, you're uh, you're ninth here. Okay, um, so my last two albums are two of my favorite albums of all time, not just of the last ten years, but of my my all time all time. And I did not have any specific order for how I was throwing my records out. I I know Jesse had his chronologically, Aaron had his alphabetically. And I just made my list flexible so that we weren't mentioning any crossover albums on the three episodes. Okay, you really so nailed that unintentionally. Except for <clears throat> I did reserve these last two albums because they have been my two favorite albums of the last five years, I believe, or at least really close to it. <clears throat> so this one is been mentioned before, but I have to mention it. It's Victory Lap by Propagandi. I, when this record dropped, <clears throat> I had not listened to Propagandi more than like, I have every record that they've ever released, I believe, but I hadn't been listening to it in any sort of like almost religious way. <clears throat> and from the beginning of this record, the song, the title track, Victory Lap, which I've mentioned before on the show, it just makes you go, What? I'm going to I'm going to listen to this right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like children, you need dinner. You're going to have to wait cuz I'm going to listen to this first. And then we're going to get to whatever else. Oh, my job, I have a meeting in 15 minutes. I'm not going to go because this <laughs> needs to happen. Um and so musically, it is one of the best 
best recorded, best played. It's, it's one of the best played and produced punk records I've ever heard. It's just so well done. It's incredible. Uh, it's, it's just incredible. Phenomenal. I mean, Chris's like guitar is just, oh my gosh, it just rips through. I, and so that's great. The way I listen to records, though, is when I listen to a new album for the first time, I listen to it with the lyrics out. And I almost always do. And from a song or two in, I got emotional on the album. Um, and I can't mention every song. I'd love to. And maybe someday we'll do some like record run-throughs. And, and yeah, I'll get a chance Full album to, breakdown. Yeah, this would be one I'd love to do. And, and you know... But just just a few a few tracks and maybe I'll throw a lyric or two out as we go. Um, uh, the first song that really hit me the hardest was "Cop Just Out of Frame," and it's probably the song the album I've listened to most, just because it was the initial one where I'm like, "Wow, like this is speaking to a lot of stuff." It has references of immolation, which we know goes back to like you know, echoes something that really happened and Raging Against the Machines album cover and stuff. Um, but this, this thought of like, I'm the one who's just out of the picture as enormous and powerful things are happening. And I don't, I don't even, I, I, I haven't even like sniffed at the idea that I would be the one who would lay it down. I know nothing of sacrifice or selflessness. I'm a cop just out of frame. If I thought it would help. I would immolate myself In full view of the camera crews My counterclaim But as we all know The only tale that would be told Would be that it was me Not them who was insane And the images for me, I know this, it's not the exact image of the song when you read the lyrics, but I'm, you know, I'm thinking of police violence in the last several years captured on video. Uh, most recently thinking of George Floyd and how there were four police officers, I believe. I don't want to state it incorrectly, but multiple police officers all there with, with shared accountability and how many more were just out of the frame who could have done something um, and bystanders just out of frame and and like just the, the, the conviction to do what's right even if it's going to cost you something um, like rings through to me and I feel these like throughout the album when, when all your fears collide is just this like almost like driving anthem that just sends a hook out over and over and over again <laughs> I know, I know Aaron brought this album up and, and spoke like to some of the really great songs as well. Uh, but I'll just throw out like a couple more. Um, the song, uh, the song failed Imagineer. In fact, maybe I'll sit on that one because I think that that kind of tells the whole tale. Um, you mentioned adventures in Zucosis, I think on the previous episode. Yeah. And, uh, I think failed Imagineer. There's, there's just like an image there. Um, and I have the lyrics here. I just read, read a little line there. Um, 
I've been thinking about you. I've been meaning to tell you, sit down with me. Let's have a drink. And it's speaking to this generational thing. Um, and it's all about like the war crimes of an ancestor, war crimes of a grandfather and a great grandfather who knew he did something wrong at war and felt remorse from it, not rebellion from it. And so it's all about like my generation hasn't done it right. We could have done better. I'm so sorry. Let's sit down and just have a drink. And like the humanity of that and the generation like gap closing. And then and then the song like flips um, to, to the younger generation feeling the same way and wanting to reciprocate with just a moment to be together and be human. Let's have a drink. Um, I, I feel like the album is just laden with uh, with themes of reconciliation. It's laden with with themes of a false achieved state, and they're a Canadian band, um, but it's sort of the false achieved false achieved state of the Western world, or for us uh, America, thinking that there's something great that we have done. American exceptionalism is some things I feel from it. Um, when really, uh, it's just really, really hard to feel like America's exceptional when we watch people get murdered on YouTube. It's really, really hard to feel like America's exceptional when we see that. Right. One thing I love about this album is like, they bring out all these issues and, um, at the same time they bring it out in this global perspective, but they also make it very personal and within reach. Like you can really relate to it. And, uh, I think it's very touching in that way. Yeah, I mean, instead of saying like, and it's all broken, and things are so bad, and screw the system, it's like, no, how about we sit down and have a drink together, and forgive, and ask for forgiveness. Yeah. Like, that is just beautiful to me. All right, so Aaron, we're back to you. Uh, this is this is your last one. This is, this is my last two. one. My final pick is Extinctions by Unearth. And this is their uh, latest album. Um, and many people kind of hailed it because it was sort of this return to Unearth. Like I mentioned on the album they put out previously, uh, it was a little bit different. They got way more technical, kind of didn't have some of the elements that more of the um, traditional Unearth stuff had. Um, and this one really felt like a return to uh on earth and like what they were but they also kept a lot of the technical shreddy stuff that they had started to incorporate in their previous album um, and it's just a really, really awesome record. So the song Dust... Um, 
some of the lyrics that I really like are salt of the earth, meaningless. The call has grown stronger, power overwhelmed, now detached. The mind has grown shattered, paying my debt to the earth as I turn to dust, paying my debt to the earth. Salt of the earth, meaningless. The call has grown stronger, power overwhelmed, now detached. The mind has grown shattered. So it's like this recognition that we are part of the earth. We come from the earth. You know, it's like that dust to dust saying, like, yeah, dust to dust. Start from dust, return to dust, right? So as we go through that cycle, we are, you know, just repaying the earth what it has given us, right? And the whole album is sort of centers around death and there's various versions Um various versions very various ways in which they use it in their songs but i really like this song because they kind of talk about how we um you know our connection to the earth and there's some other stuff in the song where pretty much it ends with him going to hell uh, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that will be for another episode but <laughs> I, I like this idea that or this <laughs> songs going, about hell way in looking at, at death is like we're repaying the earth um, yeah So, Jesse, what's your last pick? Oh, no. Did you forget? So, Jesse, what's your last pick? Did you forget? Oh, this is the no. one that we're going to lose our shit oh. about. Oh, You're no, going to wreck our whole shit? You're going to wreck our whole shit. That's what you said. So, so. <laughs> You're so are... amped right now. You're all amped up. <laughs> <laughs> there are. Um, Can't even get the words out. There are many different kinds of balls. There's like, golf balls. Baseballs, basketballs, tennis balls, wiffle balls. Do we want to keep naming balls? Medicine balls. Mm-hmm. Croquet. But, but croquet balls. But Bowling. Brachi ball. Some of these balls are heavy. And so when I say that a lot of the songs or this album is just like heavy as balls, I'm not talking about wiffle balls. Okay. <laughs> That was a long setup. That's like so a, good. I love it. Like a shot. Like a shot Something put. Like a shot put. So, Mike, I'm going to need you to let me share my audio because I feel like for this, I'm going to want some live reactions from you guys instead of like, oh, oh I, I talked it. about this song. Talked about this song, then, uh, then put in a clip, but you guys didn't actually hear the song. But we no, we bring it on, man. Know. Bring it on. Okay. Okay, so let me just let me do a quick audio check and just make sure it's coming through at an appropriate volume. Um, here, here's some Nora Jones. What am I, you? you know I love Nora Jones. I well, yeah, literally, Nora Jones in my iTunes Music Library comes right before this band. Oh, yep, 
So, so um, the album was from 2019, uh, and it is uh, it's called All Hail, and it's by the band Norma Jean. Norma Jean <sighs> so is a band good, that man. I have. I have liked, they've been a band just under 20 years or so. I've liked them. They started out on Solid State Records, left for a couple records, but this one was one of their first ones when they came back to Solid State Records, and I just can't believe how excellent it is. Guitars are huge, and every song has either some riff or some groove on the guitar that just oh i love the face you're making right now it's like you're like at the show well it's not just his face it's affecting his entire body yeah he's contorting and like you're you're almost like like sit possessed i'm not so i'm not sure but if i had to name a number one of the last decade this would probably be it Wow. Uh, it right. might wow. it might it might be a recency bias thing because it is the most recent one that made my 2010, 2019 thing. However, oh my gosh, every time I listen to it, it just it just blows my hair back, even though I know exactly what's gonna happen. So this is the first song. It's called Orphan Twin. It's the very open to it's the very opening to the album. And the first line uh, line he says is, I am the crushed right hand, I am the crushed left hand. The shattered hands run their bones through the earth. I am the thrust right hand! So that's the opening track. And then the second track is called Mind Over Mind. And uh, he says, uh, he says, satisfaction shouts in, the, in glamorous tongues. Give it life and trust its deafening eyes. It's well as vile. It's breathless and cold. So give it death till it comes alive. Wow. Uh, and then the third the third track is called Safety Last, not Safety First, Safety Last. And he says, uh, <laughs> "I'll burn, I'll burn every bridge in the world because I never want to cross them again." Oh, that reminds me the most of older Norma Jean of the three songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess I probably won't. I can't just play every single song, but I'll, I'll jump back up to some at the top. This song is called Landslide Defeater. Landslide Defeater. He says, uh, cover your hands so the world won't burn so bad. Cover your head so the world won't feel so cold. Break the world in half so the ground won't shake so hard. Pulverizing forever without end. (laughs) (laughs) 
this uh, this is a little bit uh, from a song called uh, "With Errors," uh, and lyrically in this part of the song, uh, he says. Uh, you're an enemy of speech. Your legacy is a furnace spawning generations of hell. Break bread with the ally adversary, backwards and forwards, blinded by the shadows below. All of you and everything, and it's never ending. It never started anyway. And then just one more bit, one of my favorite tracks for sure off the record, although I've played three or four that I would say are favorites of the 13 tracks or whatever. The song's called Translational. And uh, let's see, lyrically, I don't remember exactly the part I focused on here, but oh, uh, here you go. Deliver me! Anyways, so that's that's just a few little tidbits of just an album that just to me just is crushing. It just crushes constantly. Oh man. Anyway, so uh, that definitely uh, makes my list. It's fantastic. I listen to it over and over still. And um, one thing that I thought was particularly awesome about the record, on top of what I mentioned, and just how the guitars are just huge was uh cory brandon who's the vocalist he just delivered a vocal performance that was extraordinary to me it was just extraordinary he's had a lot of albums so i thought he sounded good but there was just something about this one that just showed his range uh of, of what he's really capable of and i was very very impressed i don't even know who to who to pass it over to next well, I've exhausted all my picks, so yeah, it's gotta be Mike, then. I, I think it's over to me. Um, thank you, Jesse. I'm gonna go way less heavy than you in terms of Ooh. in are terms you, of instrumentation. In terms of instrumentation, uh, I will say, yeah, okay, let's do that because you talked about density and weight of the balls, and I would say that these balls are so heavy that they float. Oh, um, this is sense. my favorite album that has ever been made, which is saying That's a, a very statement. large statement. It really is. And instead of weight, um, this record is 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 different. Um, this record is about lightness, uh, which is something that I have needed desperately in the last decade. Um, it, it, it's been mentioned before on Jesse's list. It is Go Farther in Lightness by Gang of Youths. Um, I, I think it is the best written record of music that's ever been made, which is a very large statement, I know. And I don't say that lightly. I don't make decisions very well. <laughs> and so um, <laughs> I think David Lau Pepe is 
one of the great artists of our time. And uh, his work, to me, is the kind of work that you would put in the Louvre. It's the kind of work that people should be taught about <laughs> in courses. Um, the album is a an absolute personal uh, wrestling and reconciliation match. Um, he very openly has experienced some really difficult things in his life. He's struggled with addictions and he struggled with mental health issues and with um, uh, things like death around him constantly wrestling with mortality um, and wrestling with with morality and faith and ethics um, in ways that are very similar to what I think about and um, I, I could go on and on and on about this record it's really long there are a lot of songs uh, when I listen to it, it often loops back upon itself and it just keeps going. Um, I'll just talk about a couple of tracks that I think capture the essence of what this is about. Um, the, the, the first that I want to talk about is the song, uh, is the song Persevere, which I think is, it's hard to say it's my favorite song on the record because I think that the, the whole thing is a, is a piece. The, the whole album is a, is a thing together. It's cohesive and it's narrative and it's, storytelling and it's hyperbolic when it needs to be like hyperbole and it's um and it's honest and and deep when it needs to be uh but the story in persevere it's all true um is just a story of a friend uh of the songwriter who um who lost a child and the capturing of self and thinking in the moment that that happens and so i'll read some of the lyrics um Cause nothing tuned me in to absurdity as fast as a gravestone with the name of a baby that's passed. I used to want to be important. Now I just want to be alive and without fear, you got to persevere. I couldn't count the times I've ragged on heaven as an opiate invented by the weak. It's an argument I hate cause I'm content to love the fates, but it comes up a lot with M's dad and me. That's the name of the baby. So I'm shotgun in the car and we're just shooting the shit. And predictably the talking turns to God. So I throw him 40 lines about how I don't think he exists. And he just smiles and takes a dignified pause and says, and this is like the moment for me. He says, it's okay to feel unbelievably lost. There's nothing to near to absurdity as fast as a grace song with the name of a baby that has passed. I used to want to be important, now I just want to be alive and without fear. You got to persevere. Love 
instead of me So I'm shotgun in the car And we're just shooting the shit And predictably talking turns to God So I throw him 40 lines How I think he exists And he just smiles and takes A dignified pause Says it's okay to feel unbelievably lost it's okay. Say that again. It's okay to feel unbelievably lost. And myself, and I'm going to read the next line as well, but for myself, somebody who I have struggled with long-term grieving and I have struggled with my own mental health and I've battled depression and I've struggled mightily with it, mostly privately because of worry of what other people will think about some of these things that permission to just be like, ah, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know. It's like, it just sucks. And I don't know, or it's just blah. And I don't know, um, is powerful. And that talking about God, the next line is just the best stanza of the record for me. He says, but mm-hmm. God, but God is full of grace and his faithfulness is vast. There is safety in the moments when the shit has hit the fan He's not some vindictive motherfucker, nor is he shitty at his job. And what words to hear, and I'm a mess by now, because nothing tuned me into my failure as fast as grieving for a friend with more belief than I possess. It's not some disembodied heaven. He assured me, then he laughed, and he said through his tears, you've got to persevere. God is full of grace, and his faithfulness is vast. There is safety in the Shit is at the fan, not some vindictive motherfucker, nor is he shitty at his job, but words to hear. And I'm a mess by now, cause nothing's seen me in, so my failure is fast. It's grieving for a friend with more belief than I possess. It's not some disembodied heaven, you sure me that he laughs and says through. And I just freaking love that, you know, and and it ends with this lightness because the album is about lightness in these heavy situations. And he ends with, we threw a party up in here, but God, it was bittersweet. I live hard because I'm scared that I won't mean anything. So now I'm praying to the ceiling, to the windows, to the walls against this sudden sinking feeling that there's nothing there at all. And still we just persevere. just 
extraordinary to me. And I, I, I'll end with a conversation. I don't even remember if you mentioned this or not, Jesse, but, uh, one of, one of the, the closing tracks, say yes to life, um, for me is just so, so powerful. It's about not going it alone. And I'll paraphrase some lyrics there just about like, um, there's a brotherhood image to this of not going things on your own and like letting people be involved in it. Um, and I, and I, it's all about that. Don't go on your own. We're like halfway through the halftime show. Do not let this one end before you emerge as the winner, which is so powerful. And so there's this personal feeling like I, David Law Pepe, the songwriter, he has experienced this deep depression himself. He's been suicidal, I believe. I don't want to speak out of place, but I believe that that's like the case at times. Um, lots of addiction. And now he's on the other side of this speaking to people who maybe are feeling the things he's come out of and, and still struggles with, but has come out of in some ways. And he says, hey, it's me. And I'm bringing you a case of dry and words ungendered fuck this dumb city sleeps in the night and I won't leave you hanging in the wind so let me love with a vengeance my sad sweet and unfinished friend and we can go and mock the skyline now those bougie windows full of dickheads we don't know a thing about you want to feel absolved tonight I've heard what you're saying it's okay to not be so alright like yeah it's all stupid and it's dumb and it's consumerism and it's like yeah, 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 yeah. And it's okay for you to be mad about all that. It's okay. But don't be alone. Did I tell you that I spent most of my sister's wedding stoned? Say what you want with blood and bone and stick a finger in their face when they say you're overblown. But say yes to sun. Say yes to pain. Say yes to sticking with a city through a thousand days of rain. Say yes to grace. Say yes. Say no to spite. Say yes to this, say yes to you, say yes to me, say yes to love, say yes to life. Say yes to life. Hey, it's me, I'm bringing you a case of drive. And words unintended, fuck this, dumb city sleeps in the night. And I won't leave you hanging in the wind. So let me up with a vengeance, my sad, sweet, and unfinished friend. And we can go and mark the sky like now. Dickheads we don't know a thing about You want to feel absurd tonight I've heard what you're saying It's okay not to be so alright But don't be alone Did I tell you that I spent most of my sister's wedding stone Say what you want With blood and bone And stick a finger in their faces When they say you're on the blow Say yes to sin Say yes to pain And that's and that's the closing lines of the of the 
of the whole piece. The album. Of the whole piece. And it is and just so utterly beautiful to me. And it's he, he is also one of the greatest voices we have in music right now. <laughs> He's just unbelievably vocally. Uh, unbelievable vocally. Uh, it's like ridiculous that he's so handsome too. It's like not fair. (laughs) (laughs) He, I I actually found a quote that they said, I I don't know what, I'll paraphrase the quote a little bit too, but he said like, yeah, it's kind of cool because we're not just some like, you know, like we're not just some like white dudes uh, in a garage punk band and every once in a while we sing an important song or something. (laughs) 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 Which is so good. Um, and, And I'll just throw this out like, They've been letting out a few, a few little videos here and there. They're in the studio again, and they're, they're recording music, and I'm, I'm crazy excited for. It. I think we should. They're from an Australian band, and I think like we should just fly to Australia and go see them when the record comes out. If they don't come to the U.S. right away. Yeah, that that album made my top ten, and I don't know that I put it at number one all time, but it's definitely it's definitely very very high all time for me uh, as well. And it's it's so great, and there's so many of those songs that that uh, that have those super meaningful lyrics t- to me personally. And I, I know we've talked about them several times. That of even the ones you brought up, I didn't hit any of those songs that you just talked about. I think I talked about Atlas Drowned, Do Not Let mm-hmm. Your Spirit Wane, and I think Deepest of Sighs, Frankest of Shadows. So like yeah. I didn't even get into any of the, the ones that you talked about, just because there's song after song after song that just it's just fantastic all right well we have gotten our way we have we have weaved and bobbed and found our way through this guys yeah we did it i think we should just do top 13 now and just do another one yeah just <laughs> just keep talking about music should we keep talking about music just like in general as uh, we maybe go i i think maybe kenneth copeland maybe we should do our top 10 televangelists of all time Yes. Oh, uh-huh. free flow dollar. Yeah, Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen. Can you name another one? Come on, come on, Aaron. Benny Hinn. Jim Baker. Jim Baker. Nice one. That guy's still going too. Mm-hmm. Those guys are like cockroaches; they don't die. I feel pretty sure there is a televangelist <laughs> hall of fame, and each of the guys we mentioned is in it. No way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think it's in um, Texas. Or hell. No way. Same. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, so if that's if that's a wrap to this top ten, and this is going up right at the end of end of the year here, we've got twenty twenty one to look forward to. Anything we should uh, kind of talk about wrapping up this season? I, you know, I want to just show? say thank you. I want to say thank you to to those people who have joined us and been a part of the show. Um, I also just want to say thanks to those of you who are listening to this. And it's it's kind of shocking to us <laughs> how many people are listening, are listening in and, you know, giving uh, giving us their time. Um, that's a pretty, like, amazing thing to share is is your space, your time. Um, and we'd love to, like, hear from people, too. And so, you know, if you want to send us a note, if you want to send us a message, we've had some great conversations on, on the social medias and... Um, and I, maybe a teaser, just a tiny bit, is like we're actually like overwhelmed with with guests and interviews and things coming up. Like it's it's just a lot, and it's and it's so much good stuff that we don't want to say no to it. And so, twenty twenty one is going to have a lot of a lot of action, 
um, from the punk tree. And it's, it's really exciting. I feel really thankful for Pantheon, um, our network that we're a part of supporting some of the stuff we're doing. Um, I, you know, that has also been such a cool thing for us to, to join that group partway through this year. Um, and it's, it's helped support a lot of things that we're doing. Uh, and, yeah. And they also connected us with, with another sponsor. I mean, Aaron's got, yeah, I mean, Aaron, you sound less like garbage than you used to sound. What's going on? You sound like you got out of that tunnel. Yeah. Well, I have been exercising. That's part of it, but, um, <laughs> at the exercises? Same, what's that? Vocal yeah, exercises? Vocal, some kegels. Um, some kegels. I've been my, are, you, are you doing those my, penis kegels? <laughs> yeah, and I've been working my pre-master muscle. It's the one that allows you to move your penis up and down. Um, it's it's got a indirect connection to your to your vocal cords. Um, but on top of the exercises, um, the uh, Pantheon Network connected us with AKG who has, um, you know, helped us out and provided us with a microphone and headphone setup um, and made us sound, well, made me sound a whole lot better. Yeah, yeah you, it's you awesome. Sound like yeah, so we're, we're incredibly thankful for AKG um, and what they have done to help us out. And uh, anyone out there who is interested in recording anything, Go check out yeah. AKG because they've got some great equipment. Um, it's yeah. versatile and uh, it's really high quality. They specifically have like some all-in-one sort of like uh, packages. Like if you're just like, oh, I want to start recording uh, uh, singer-songwriter stuff, they've got little packages with like little preamps and mics that'll just go straight into your computer. Or if you're like trying to start a podcast, like just go to their site and search for like yeah. podcast mic. And like they've got little packages like what you have there that's like, just going to yeah. give you really great quality audio for, I mean, AKG is not like the lowest end. Like you're not going to get like the most inexpensive stuff, but you're going to get something that sounds really, really great for, a, I mean, it's going to be a good price, but I'm just yeah. saying like, you're not getting audio Technica $8 microphone that, that has, it was soldered by a, an eight year old. <laughs> yeah. So we, we appreciate it. And, and like I said, it's been such a, this has gotten bigger than we, we thought it would get, and we appreciate all of you who are listening. Um, we we are going to have some some cool bands and some cool connections coming up, so please you know stay tuned. Uh, you also will find us um, on Pantheon. Uh, there's there's going to be kind of like a network collab episode that's going to come out. We have a little tidbit on that, um, and so you'll you'll be able to find that. We'll share out links to that on some of our our sites and stuff for you to uh, to drop in on. Um, so again, thank you so much. Please go check out these records, like go find them, download them, buy them, invest in these bands. They make good art, um, that should be taken in by as many people as possible. Um, and hit us up, uh, at all the punk tree kind of links. And you can find a lot of those in the the details of the episode and such. Well, that's a wrap on, uh, 2020. We're just, just coming to the end of it here. I think it's going to go down in history as, as one of at least most people that are currently alive least favorite year of all time. But uh, <laughs> I think I, I think that some of these crazy things that were coming out of global pandemic, things like that, hopefully, uh, we've got some hope that things will turn a corner. Yeah, definitely. And so uh, for Mike 
uh, and Jesse. And Aaron. Thank you so much for joining the Punk Tree. Be excellent to each other. Bye.